Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. The world's number one problem is not the pandemic crisis. It is not Black Lives Matter. It is not racism. It is our ability to converse and talk to each other. And let me explain why. This is going to be one of my edgiest, most hopefully thought-provoking podcast lessons I've ever done. When I think about everything going on in the world, I go back to a couple fundamentals. When I think about conversational skills, I think about our ability to really listen. And I want to share with you something that happened before we get into the lessons. I was talking to a client who is an African-American woman, and we were talking about Black Lives Matter. And she said, I don't think you understand what black people have gone through. And I looked at her and I said, could I share something with you? And she said, sure. I said, I never will. And she stopped and she looked at me and she said, that's the best answer I've ever heard. I said, I can't get in your shoes. I'll never get in your shoes. I want to understand. I want to empathize. Yet, are you asking me to fully understand what I can never fully understand? And I hope I haven't offended you. We had one of the most awesome conversations. I had another person say to me, are you Republican or Democrat? And I said, hey, I'm happy to answer you. Because I have a strong affiliation politically with one of the views. And she said, sure, what's your question? I said, are you asking me to understand why I'm a Republican or to convince me not to be a Republican? She looked at me and she said, that's a great question. I said, any chance you're going to answer it? And we both started laughing and the conversation calmed down. I could sense she wanted to really get into it. So I think about everything going on in the world and I think about the pandemic crisis. People literally think this is a hoax. That this has been manufactured by a political party. It hasn't been. My 60-year-old brother just got over it. Now, is there some truth that some people have leveraged this a little bit for political gain or uh, workplace gain? I don't know. Yet, we have gotten to a point in the way we converse with each other that it is absolutism. What I mean by that term, I'm not even sure that's a real term, but when you think about absolute, you either have to be Republican or Democrat. You have to either agree the crisis is a hoax or you don't. We don't allow each other for middle ground. And I love one of the statements that I think a lot of people in the training and the L&D field have talked about. And that is, are you listening to respond or are you listening to understand? So I go back to the three skills we're going to talk about during this podcast lesson. First, what's your objective? 
when you ask somebody a question, what's your objective? Is it to have a thoughtful conversation? Or is it to find out why that person's wrong and yeah, butt them to death? So what I loved about what my friend did when I said, I'm a Republican. Now, do I have some Democratic views? Of course I do. And she said, wow, I, I kind of sensed that. And I said, why did you bring it up? And she said, well, I was curious. And I said, by what? She goes, well, a couple of your posts bothered me. I said, why did my posts bother you? She said, well, I don't agree with you. I said, why were you bothered? So what if we agree or disagree? It's my viewpoint. I respect your viewpoint. So what happens is, is we have emotional triggers. We react to what people think and see and feel. Yet it's coming in the way of friendships. It's altering workplace relationships. Years ago, I had a conversation with a friend, and I'll never forget it. And I remember when President Obama was elected, and I made a comment. I hope he does a good job. And I think he did do a good job. Remember? I'm a Republican. And my friend goes, are you kidding me? What are you, a liberal? And I thought to myself, this is a good 11, 12 years ago. And I looked at him and I said, he is the president of our country. The last thing we want this guy to do is a bad job. He was angry with me for that comment. He was angry. Why would you be angry? I want the leader of the free world in our country to do a good job. Just, just a wild thought. And so we have to ask ourselves, what's our objective when we start our conversation? What's our objective when we react to people? Underneath the objective, we have to ask ourselves, are we having conversations factually or emotionally? So it leads me to the second lesson, listening. Look, we're going to have things like the pandemic crisis. We may not have another one in 50 years. We're going to have political divide. That's never going to end. Are we going to have racism? Yes, we're always going to have racism. I don't condone it. I don't make light of it. But to say that we're going to eradicate people's belief systems and people who have racial divide, chances are we're not going to convince everybody. That's just reality. I could be wrong. I think I'm right. And what I mean by right, not to be right, but right that, look, we're not going to solve everything. Yet what we can address is our ability to converse and our ability to listen to one another. Now, everybody, present company included, we are all guilty of one major thing. Are you thinking about what you're going to say and how you're going to respond while somebody is talking? Let me share a quick story with you. I've shared this in another podcast, and I'll never forget it. We had two groups of people, two departments, completely at odds with each other raising voices, people leaving the meeting, no solution. And I wasn't in the first meeting and my friend contacted me, goes, would you sit in the second meeting? This is before the crisis. And I said, sure, what do you, what do you want me to do? 
I said, well, I just want you to observe and maybe you can give me some tips. And I started to write things down. And I started to put slash marks on a piece of paper. He goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm tracking the nonverbal reactions. He said, excuse me? I said, watch. When somebody disagrees, they either fold their arms, roll their eyes, or they look away and break eye contact. They give nonverbal cues. I'm no longer listening. May not be their intent, but they're creating elements of a perception that is completely rude and offensive. They're not listening to each other. So after the meeting, he came up, he said, well, what, what, what can we do? And I said, make a rule at the next meeting. You are not allowed to offer an opi opinion until you demonstrate active listening by paraphrasing and stating back to somebody what they said. It'll slow down the cadence. It'll eradicate or at least erode some of the emotion. And what will happen is you will have a major amount of clarification. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, the person who said something is going to say it to the listener. The listener is going to respond back. Most of us emotionally interpret things. Most of us get angry when the other person doesn't have our political views. Most of us get angry when we have differing views on the pandemic crisis. We get emotional. Yet when you state back to somebody what they said, really good things will happen. So it begs the question, how do we go about having these conversations? I said, what you need to do is make that a rule. He calls me up a week later and he said, I've got to tell you, it was amazing. 50% of the time when someone was done active listening and providing what they heard and paraphrasing what they understood, 50% of the time, he estimated, there was clarification provided, meaning there was a lack of understanding. There was a misunderstanding. No malice, no poor intent. I said, well, what happened in the end? He said, Tim, within 23 minutes, we came to a solution. We had two prior meetings where they were yelling and screaming. So we have to ask ourselves, if I happen to be a Republican, that does not mean I voted for Donald Trump. That does not mean I love all his tweets. I can tell you, in the last three months, I've had people accuse me. Now think about what I'm about to say. Accuse me of voting for him. Heaven forbid I voted for him. Guess what? I didn't vote for him. But I was accused. You voted for him. Like it's a crime. I didn't vote for him. So we tend to label each other and we stop listening to each other and we put each other in a bucket. He's a Trump supporter. He's a liberal. He thinks the crisis is a hoax. That person thinks that everybody in the world's going to die. And what we do when we label, we stop conversing. The world's number one problem has nothing to do with the pandemic crisis. It's a challenge that we have to cohesively and cooperatively overcome. Without conversation. Now, this is what I do for a living. I teach coaching conversation skills. We, as consumers in society, need these. Recently, my friend Damien and I ran our sand volleyball camp. Here's something that's really amazing. He is a staunch Democrat. I'm a staunch Republican. We've never raised our voices with each other. Never. So when we put the camp together, we were nervous. We both have health risks. Not one person, not one parent 
and we have great parents, by the way, came out and said, are you guys safe? You know what we got? We got feedback such as, well, the kids need to be outside. They need to play volleyball. They need to do the things to, to keep their mental health. Not one person asked about us. So we sent out a video and we had shared there were some health concerns. And through perspective, we had some people reach out and say, thanks for doing this. Yet at the start, nobody asked us about us. My wife, a physician, will tell you, we're in a higher risk category than kids. A lot of kids have had it and probably don't even know it because their symptoms are not as bad. And so what happened is, is we got emails such as, don't give in to the conspiracy theories. And Damien and I would sit there and like, what do you mean conspiracy theories? <laughs> this is a real thing. People are dying from this thing. And so what we do is we label, we get manic. It's right or wrong. It's black or white. It's 100% or 0%. The third lesson. So the first lesson is know your objective when you're approaching. Know your objective when you're responding. Number two, are you listening? Actively listening. Are you listening to respond? Are you listening to understand? Do you demonstrate active listening? Three, you have a fundamental choice, an absolute fundamental choice. When you are in disagreement, you have a fundamental choice to embrace or fight the other person's views. So if I look at somebody who, heaven forbid, is a Democrat, do I really think if I take some careful, reflective thought, say to myself, you know what, I'm going to convince this person to switch over and I'm going to get him to love Donald Trump. Think about what I just said. Doesn't that sound crazy? Yet we do a lot of yeah, butting. And so when we have political conversations, what do we do? We have people who yeah, but us. So when I think about our president, my gosh, he should never have a Twitter account. I get it. Yet if you go and you look at some of it in terms of what he's done, whether right or wrong, whether you agree or disagree, to say that everything he's done is bad or everything he's done is correct is just not true because we have to go back to the factual representation that he was voted in as our president. So why are we arguing that he's wrong or right? 50% of this country, roughly around 50%, voted him in. Whether the popular vote or the electoral vote, we can split hairs. The fact of the matter is, if there was such a better candidate on both sides, where is he or she? And does anyone ever wonder why we went from a black president who's extremely well-respected, great father, great husband, great morality. And we went to two old white guys that everyone has really strong opinions on. We seem to have lost sight of that. Yet, those are touchy subjects. So what do we do? We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to raise our voices. We might offend people. It's tough. I know I've pulled back from some people. I know I've also had some very uncomfortable conversations with people that went really, really well. 
and some not so well. The world's number one problem has nothing to do with the pandemic crisis. It has nothing to do with racism. Now, those are important things. I do not mean to trivialize them. I'm not minimizing them. I don't want to get an email from anybody saying, how can you say the crisis isn't important? That's not what I said. The pandemic crisis is serious. Racism is here to stay. And to a certain extent, it may get worse. Our political divide is here to stay. It may even get worse. And the way we solve that, the way we solve that is to have conversations. To understand why somebody voted for Donald Trump. To understand why someone's terrified of the pandemic crisis. Or why somebody thinks this is so blown out of proportion. So let me lead to a fourth lesson. And I probably owe this a little bit to my daughter. My daughter is a journalism major at Ithaca College in New York. And the source of our news has always been a point of contention with me. And the representation, we have to not grab a hold of what we hear. What we have to grab a hold of is the factual representation of its authenticity. The factual representation of its authenticity. The fact of the matter is, as much as we think Donald Trump, a lot of us think he's a whack job, and to a certain extent he is, think about this. He has said since the start of his election, fake news, fake news, fake news. He's not 100% right. Do we honestly think he's 100% wrong? No, I'm not talking just about with him. I'm talking in general. I just saw a political ad against Joe Biden. I am not going to vote for Joe Biden. He's not my candidate. I don't know if I'm voting for Donald Trump, but I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. Yet I saw a video that was doctored. I saw a video that was misrepresented. Now, do I have concerns if he's president? Sure, I'll, I'll throw myself out there. I, I, have, I have concerns. I'm sure people have concerns if Trump is reelected. Yet people looked at that news piece and thought, see, see, look what he's doing wrong. It wasn't real. Now, before we get into political divide, both sides do it. So what we have to do is know our objective. Number one, we have to know why we're approaching people. If you are approaching someone to convince them that they're wrong, don't approach them. It's not going to end well. Number two, State back to somebody, not emotionally, but factually. So Mike, here are the three things of why you like this issue. Do I have that correct? Demonstrate that you're listening. If you find yourself thinking about what you want to say, stop. Because you're cutting yourself off. And I guarantee you, people can see it in your face. They can see that you're not listening. Three, when you are done, you can either embrace it or fight it. So I had a conversation with someone about racism and I said to this woman, I said, you know, I really have to tell you, I've loved this conversation. I really appreciate your insights. She said, you know, I, I appreciate yours as well. We were in absolute disagreement over one of the topics, absolute disagreement. We had one of the funnest, most enjoyable conversations I've ever had. So she knows who she is. So thank you, Linda. Four, our source of information 
We have a responsibility because there's so much crap out there to authentically validate the source. Is it real or not real? Now, the social world is here. That's not going anywhere. Facebook's not going anywhere. Twitter's not going anywhere. LinkedIn's not going anywhere. Social media's not going anywhere. If anything, it's growing. So we have a responsibility, and I'll never forget this. My wife had a phone call from a number of people. And they said, well, I heard on the news. And my wife said, I don't get my news from Fox or CNN or NBC or ABC. I get it from medical journals. And to a person, every person goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now I'll be blunt. I tried taking one of her journals and reading it. I don't think Cliff Notes would help me. I didn't understand a word. Now, this is from a guy who got a C-plus in anatomy and physiology, if you add the grades together when I took it all three times. I thought I'd add a little humor to this podcast. So the fact of the matter is, her source of the news is probably going to be more accurate than the mainstream news. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but her source is a little bit more valid, if you will. So we have a role and responsibility. So here are the four lessons. One, know your objective in the way you approach and the way you respond. Number two, are you listening, actively listening, or are you listening to respond? Number three, once you're done, are you going to embrace or are you going to fight? Number four, know the source and validate. I honestly hope this has helped. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to you where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called coach to you. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.